Have we ruled out that there's a fire? Uh, it was the construction downstairs. Oh, okay. Um, hey, this is Hope. This is Joseph, and you're listening to Hope This Makes Sense. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What do you think this is? Yeah, I, I need to back up a little bit. Um, so, it just... It, and it's, I am not an expert on anything. I don't feel like... I, part of it... I'll explain what I think is. Okay. First of all, I'm coked out on endorphins and a venti iced coffee right now. So if I'm a lot for the next hour, that's why. Mm, okay. So I worked out and then I got a venti iced coffee and then I came here. Oh, wow. I'm yeah. halfway was, through it. Still going. How was working out? It was good. Um, Kind of scared. <laughs> <laughs> Lifting seems cool and fun. It's great because it feels attainable for me. Mm-hmm. Um, The way that like the whole program is set up. It seems to me like you work out for like 15 minutes, mm-hmm. which is great. Honestly, you would love lifting because we I, both hate cardio. Yeah, I want, I want to, when you sent that picture, it made, it made me want to do it. When I was walking to the car, I was like, I got to talk to Joseph about this because this is like our kind of workout. Mm-hmm. Like quick, more focused on strength, not like, because like I would rather lay down and die than try to run a mile. I yeah, just I just hate running. I hate it. But it's like, that's not the only form of exercise. Yep. Also, this is like. I don't know. I I mean, it counts as exercise. It feels different than like doing a hit workout. But anyways, you would love it. But it was good. I'll I feel like my um, bones are compromised. Like I, I feel like uh, I need to make sure I'm doing everything right. All right, I one could second. Be injured. Let me uh, let me test some s- s- couple things real quick. All right, we're back. Okay. Um. Hear myself? Can you hear? Uh, me? Let's pause again. This is weird. All right. Take three. The odds are really stacked right now. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta power through it though. Um, there's one other thing I want to talk about later, but I gotta get through this. I gotta get through my topic first. All right. And also, I don't remember half of this because I watched the documentary last week. This is no longer fresh, but I wrote some stuff in my notes. So, this all happened a long time ago, or, like, in the last couple of years, but the reason, like, I know anything about it now is because I watched a documentary on Netflix, mm-hmm. mm, Project Varsity Blues or something, I think that's what it was called. All I know is it has something to do with Full House. Wait, yeah, that's all you know? I was going to say, tell me what you, like, know about this scandal. Um, Special treatment for rich people yeah. buying their way something something, but I don't, r- yeah. I really don't know the how it started or okay. who got caught actually doing what. Okay. Um, so here's like the whole thing that you need to know starting off. Um, there's like three doors into which you can get into these like big Ivy League schools. Mm-hmm. That's like the way they talk about it in the documentary. It's the way like this guy, Rick Singer, who's like the head of everything, um, or he's like at the center of it all. He call- there, He says there's three ways of getting in. So the front door is you just get in by your own merit like you got in the back door is donations so like basically you donate thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to this school Mm -hmm. for the sake of like getting a second look but it's Mm -hmm. also not a guarantee so rick singer comes along and he's like i'm creating the side door which is like my new way of getting kids into ivy league schools Mm. and the side door approach is basically 
he lies on their resumes and they they donate to this like fake foundation these rich parents which also like this is my interpretation and it like took a lot for me to understand so like I could be wrong but um parents donate to like his foundation in return for him like doing all the dirty work to get their kids into school so it's not like we pay you you lie on the resume i thought mainly i thought all this was was what you just described as the back door i did not realize it was that which i don't know how the back door is in a scam because that's still like is that still not paying money to get your kid into school politics it's just like well they paid a lot of money we should probably give them attention you know but two famous people did this. So there were a ton. It, the irony. Oh, wait. Okay. Back door, really, really, really expensive. Side door, less expensive approach. That's why it was like, oh. that's why people were taking it. It's like he would get paid like $5,000 for doing it. And then like if you did the like donation route, it would be like triple that qu- triple quadruple that of a donation just to get a second look so it was like you weren't only getting a second look you were getting a guarantee like he was like i guarantee i will get your kid into college and it will be a fraction of the price what? if you just pay me yeah and so and i think my interpretation is that he started out as like a college admissions like like he was just one of those people that you went to to like okay how do we get good grades on the act and the sat how do we Uh get into schools and then he kind of turned it slowly turned it into like absolute scam um okay but in the documentary so like there's there's a lot of people involved rich parents rick singer who's this guy Mm -hmm. athletic university athletics and then I think that was like the main they they did like the um documentary like had like a whole like tree of how it was Rick Singer is like in the center and then you have like wealthy parents, university athletics who were like basically so Rick would say like, Hey, I'm lying on this resume and my don my foundation is gonna donate to your um program and it would be these like niche programs. So like uh, Wait, they would he would tell who that they fly So, on? like, there were a couple of coaches involved that would basically, like, he would say, hey, oh. I'm giving you a fake athlete. You're going to accept them, and they're never going to show up to practice, and they're never going to be an athlete, but you're going to accept them, and in return, my foundation is going to donate to your sport. Oh, my because gosh. And he would target these niche sports like sailing and, like, water polo who aren't getting the big money like football and, right. like, stuff that people watch. So there was a couple of like coaches involved who were just like okay like when they presented their athletes to the board that they were going to accept they were presenting some real some fake right and it was literally like photoshopped pictures of people there was literally like the full house Lori Laughlin took like pictures of her daughters on like a rowing machine oh. that were like staged and used insane um and then like they would literally use photoshop like take a olympic athlete <laughs> Playing water Mm-mm. polo and put this random rich guy's son's face on him Mm-mm. and send it in. And then these coaches would be like, yeah, so this guy, we're going to take him. And in return, their um, their sport would be donated to. And like they would because From this the money that the parents ultimately. Yes. Paid. Yeah. Yeah. And like it's really all so sh- gray. Like it's like 
when you like say it out loud, it's like, okay, yeah, this is like pretty screwed up and it's right. a scandal. But it's so great. And there was this one guy that they really focused on in the documentary. And it's so sad. Who got. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think it's over. Okay. He got really caught up in it without knowing. And then he is just like a felon for life now. And he is just like so innocent. Wait, you're a felon for. He. I will never understand truly how he got convicted because basically to me it seemed like it it never seemed to me like he was doing anything in return for this money rick singer just kept being like hey i'm donating this money to your he was a sailing coach at stanford and i don't remember his name but he looks like a josh so i'll just call him josh um i I feel like his name's hard with J. I don't know but the most devastating part of the documentary was this guy because he never did anything in return he there was one athlete that rick was like or quote-unquote athlete kid who wasn't really an athlete um that he presented to the sailing team and this guy was this coach was like yeah i don't really like i don't she's not gonna get in and he was like okay i'm gonna donate fifty thousand dollars to the sailing team and he was like okay cool thanks never did anything for the student but she got in that part confused me so much but basically what happened to him is he just kept accepting these donations and being like thank you so much and not really knowing what he was involved in. And I, to me, it doesn't seem like he ever did anything for Rick Singer or for any mm. of these students. But somehow he got so caught up in it, just accepting the money, that he had to plead guilty for, um, what's the word that starts with a C? <sighs> it's not a word you ever use, unless you're talking about it. I'll figure it out. Um but he had to end up pleading guilty and, like, got fired from Stanford, put on house arrest. Oh, my gosh. Had, a, like, $10,000 fine he had to pay. It was, And now he's a felon for the rest of his life. It's so insane. But basically, the reason it all got out, is I think, let me, it was, everyone was just throwing each other under the damn bus. Like, it's kind of hilarious. Like, one person got caught for one thing, and they would be like, yeah, well, I know this guy that's doing this. And so, basically, the whole documentary... Oh, it's awkward because it's actors, by the way. Oh, Actors weird. are, like, um, acting out these, like, phone calls. But, so it all, it seems like it's chronological. I had to watch it twice because I don't comprehend anything. But um, it seems chronological at first, and you're, like, it starts out with these recorded phone calls that, like, the FBI got, like, tapped his phone or whatever and were recording phone calls for a long time. Whoa. And it starts, the the whole documentary starts out with those phone calls, but I realized the second time I watched it was, I think it all started with this Yale coach who basically got caught for like, I guess, accepting fake athletes. Mm -hmm. He was the one that was like, yeah, but you also like, so since I don't want to go to jail, I'm going to give you Rick Singer. They gave him Rick Singer. They started tapping into his phone and then just like listen to his phone calls for who knows how long. So, it's the really awkward thing about this documentary is they are like doing these phone calls like verbatim. So it's like actors right. doing these like awkward pauses and like it sounds like a real normal weird conversation. Uh-huh. And it's like kind of weird. <laughs> I would have almost rather them acted out, but it's like verbatim like transcribed phone calls from the right. FBI. I've I've heard that before on podcasts and stuff. Yeah. Um but basically the reason it all came out is people just kept throwing it. I think it started with this Yale coach and then he threw Rick under the bus. Rick threw this Stanford coach under the bus. Stanford, co- Stanford coach. 
And then, like, I don't know how the celebrities ended up being um, figured out, but, like, whatever. Everyone was just saying, saying So what, all celebrities? Two big ones were Lori Loughman from Full House and Felicity Huffman, who is... I don't really know her. I know her husband is on Shameless. That's like the only thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't even watch Shameless. I just see him on my recommended Netflix mm-hmm. screen all the time. Um, but there's like so many like conversation topics in that documentary that like just made me think. Because it's all rich people. Nobody mm-hmm. poor or like middle, like just average is, is trying to do this. It's all rich people. The thing about Lori Laughlin. Her and her husband didn't go to college. And so they were basically like, you. Oh, wow. And they said, like, with the, so with the two daughters, it was two daughters that they paid to get into school. Um, It was University of Southern California. And one, like, girl that went to high school with both of them was like, that is super rare that two, like, siblings would both get into USC. Like, it's just so hard to get in. And, like, I went to school with them. It's not like they're. Right. And then they were posting. So one of the daughters is like a YouTube sensation. She's everyone like she's basically like an influencer. She's pretty and sells makeup and like has brand deals and stuff. And so a lot of people knew who she was and she would do these daily vlogs. And they were like showing clips of these vlogs of her hating school so much. Like, (laughs) I know I'm supposed to like this, but I hate school so much. I hate going. It's like so, (laughs) so ironic. Um, But yeah, they were talking about how where like one student was like it's like really weird that they would both get in and then a call a counselor at their high school was like it's really weird to me that they both got in like i know these students they are not like top top of their class by any means so it's like makes it super obvious that they're yeah famous and rich but anyways bless because they're they're like I knew her when she was famous and like getting brand deals with Sephora and like w- I watched her. Lo- it's just crazy. And now it's just like. So what's their life her. now? Lori Laughlin, I think, did time in prison really? and her husband. And then they had to like pay a oh ton of money. Um, but I think Rick is still not in jail for anything. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. a top level yeah. con man. That's yeah. just it, it, He probably thought ahead the whole time of like i can't i'm not gonna if this ever comes out i won't be the one that goes to jail it's insane because all all of these rich white dads are like just serving time for for paying and it's like there's a lot of um like side like basically just like interviews of um college admissions counselors and just people who are kind of just in the know on Ivy League schools and how hard it is to get in and SATs and AC, all that, whatever. Um, they were talking about how a lot of these kids just would have gotten in, period. And now their parents are sitting in jail for like trying to Like they would have gotten them. in anyway? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. Um, okay, let me see what I'm missing. Oh, my gosh. There's just a whole other aspect that I like. just need you to watch the documentary to help me understand. But there was a whole part of um, this guy named Mark who Rick hired to take SATs and ACTs for these kids. And what's really sad. Yeah. What's really, really sad is these kids would take the SAT, hand it into their proctor, who was Mark. Mark would take their answers, 
take the test for them. So they thought they got a 35 on the ACT and they did not. This man took the test for them, which is so sad. So a lot of his parents hired Mark to be the proctor. Well, the parents hired Rick and Rick took it from there. Rick Rick hired Mark. But, um, it was just sad because a lot of these kids didn't know that their parents were doing all this. So they were thinking they were getting into these schools. Lori Laughlin's kids were, I think the only ones mentioned in the documentary that did know. But, like, all these other kids are just, like, going, like, literally taking the ACT with a... Rick would basically, like, make it to where it looked like they needed special accommodations, like, more time, have to take it alone. And then the proctor would be this guy. And then they would turn it into the proctor, and the proctor would. There was some aspect of, like, with... um when you need like special accommodations, you take it on this set different sheet, blah, 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 whatever. It just made it easier for Mark to oh take the gosh. test for them. So that was a whole aspect that I didn't understand how it really worked, but he's in jail too. And Rick is, yeah, just like, Oh my gosh. Working out every day and doing whatever he wants. At the end of the documentary, there's like this guy like finds him. He's like just surfed or like swam or something was getting into his car and this guy's just trying to interview him and he's just completely silent not answering any questions but he's just still walking around. Just crazy. Wow. But yeah, it just made me think how like weird it is. I guess it's because like we live in the South and it's just there's no Ivy League in the South but like here it's like you went to Auburn or Sanford if you're whatever and or UAB but like you didn't really go to UAB you just mostly went to like Auburn or Alabama or Sanford and it Stanford was like I guess the Ivy League but it's just like it's that's such a thing for kids I mean some people down here are like okay maybe I'll go to like NYU or Harvard but like almost nobody but some kids like that's their entire high school is like I have to get into an Ivy League school and it's like Nobody gets into those schools like they're basically the the a point they made into the documentary is like the more selective they look on paper, the higher ranked they are. So the higher ranked, it's just like you're not going to get in. Right. Like it's Ugh. so the best way to get in is to just basically scam your way in. And that's what that's horrible. that's what they convinced these parents. And that's what they did. Wow. Insane. I think that's everything, though. That is you should watch <laughs> now that I've now that I've given everything away. That's crazy. Just, I mean, those kind of cons actually really fascinate me. It's because it was all so gray. Like, I, not knowing anything about anything, could look at that and say, like, I mean, he had a nonprofit foundation. They were donating to his foundation. He was donating to these. Like, it just, it looks gray. Right. It's crazy. And then people, like, really rich people are just in jail. Wow. Or they're probably in rich people jail, but still. So they would only have to pay him $5,000? I think that was the numbers they were giving, yeah. I could be wrong, but I remember being like, that seems like not a lot. Especially for somebody rich. Yeah, exactly. What? That's like less than a semester at Auburn. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's 50. That's probably about right. That sounds more right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably true. Triple that would be 150 which would seem more like yeah that's a sizable donation yeah i don't know anyway that's crazy though now i really want to know um anyways really good i'm glad i didn't ever have to worry about okay a whole other thing too is like isn't it insane that like we're both done with college like 
I don't know. I think it's because <laughs> yeah, I'm closer to it. Everyone at Harvard is way younger than us. <laughs> like, what? It's so funny. And it's like, we both graduated with a bachelor's degree. Like, whoever went to Harvard and I went to uh, UAB or graduated from UAB and we both have a bachelor's, bachelor's degree and we're both 23 years old. Right. So it's like, <laughs> it's just so weird. Yeah, it is weird. You like think of them as like, when you watch, see Harvard movies, you don't think of them as college kids. Like I'm like reading a uh, book right now, like set in, it like it the whole, it's a Harvard college student the, the, uh, is the point of view from her. Mm-hmm. And, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, she's so cool. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, she's younger than me. Like, it's so weird. It's so weird. Now I'm, like, fact-checking because I want to see the prices. Because I remember what the screen looked like when it said it. Um, But, yeah, I think it's also, like, a mix of I just graduated and I, like, graduated in pandemic. But it's, like, so insane to me that college is over. And because I'm, like, in this limbo of, like, and now I just work, not yeah, limbo, but like forever. now all I do is work. And it's like college is over. Like that was the end of my life. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. And your ever uh, your whole life up to then is in like four year, four year segments. Exactly. And now four years is just like the tiny short beginning of the rest of your life. It's insane. And yep. it's like, what was it all I've for? Been, I've been out of college for 10 years now. Almost That's 10 insane. years. So double call it double that four years and then some i just and had most had the same job for most of that so i was <laughs> it's crazy yeah yeah oh my gosh college was so fun also like i bet harvard wasn't as fun as auburn there's no it's way just such a stressful life just always yeah. constantly being like having to i uh, just it's just too high of stakes yep. for me to ever relax yeah it's like and you know like these kids who like for the parents that got away with it like you know they skipped class like we all skipped class like it's right. just funny how much goes into it and then you're like every other college student ever who's like i don't want to go to class today so i'm just not like it's just i don't know right it's insane um i cannot find but i cannot imagine building up to that all of high school all of that mm. pressure of trying to uh it's just like stresses me out yeah somebody was talking the other day about how they learned when they're being a waiter they were taught to like always have a sense of urgency um which i get for being a waiter like you want yeah. your, you want your you want to feel like your waiter is like always hurrying to do the yeah. next thing for you and I was like, okay, yeah, that, that makes sense. But then he said, he said, it was just a good life lesson. I just always want to have a sense of urgency to always be getting things done and mm-hmm. always be getting the next thing done and, and accomplish thing, things. And I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> I do not feel that way. No. Um, that, but that's what I feel like it, it is. It's just like, yeah. if you're not constantly exceeding and trying to do everything better than you've ever done it before then you're then why are you even alive yeah, oof. and it's just like can i just relax <laughs> <laughs> live oh my gosh i will never be able to fully articulate how crazy it is to me like just that the same people that graduate from like harvard and like i graduated from i just i can't get over it like that at a certain point it just doesn't matter like it's like <laughs> cool when you're when you're when right. you get into Harvard, it's like, oh, 
damn, they right. got into Harvard. And then when you graduate, it's just like it just doesn't matter. Right. Like, are you good at it? Like, do do you, do we want to hire you at our company or do we not? Like, you know, that's it's just crazy. really all it comes down to. I like, yeah, I can't articulate the like true way that it makes me feel, but yeah. Um, that's it on that. I have one last little tidbit. Okay. Because Presley just sent me this meme and it was really funny and it made me think this is a thing. Um. It says living with roommates is fun because you get to learn what their parents think should be refrigerated. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in college, speaking of college. Yeah. Well, well kind of on, growing on up, we always... Um, we did not put butter in the fridge. We didn't put butter in the fridge. And when we needed butter, we put a whole stick out, yeah. on, the, out, on, the <laughs> out on the... Because in two days, it would be used up. Yeah. I did that one time in college, and my roommate was like, "What on <laughs> earth? A whole stick? You just took a whole stick out of the out of the refrigerator and just wasted it all on this plate?" And I'm like, "I, I'm sorry. I never thought anything different. Never. I just thought, I, also, I, I still like, do I, that. I guess I'm well, I guess have I do, do that. But when you only have two people living in an apartment, you probably don't go through a stick of butter as fast. But like, by the way, just like on the topic, like why the hell would you ever want cold butter? You cannot yeah. spread cold butter. Like it just makes no sense. Yeah. I don't get it either. I like don't you, think you have to heat it up if you want to spread it. Yeah. Um, we always keep one stick now on the, on the counter in a special butter tray. Yeah. And the rest of the butter in the fridge, and we just get one out whenever we're out. Yeah. But I don't really, I mean, is it because it can only be out for a certain amount of time? I don't really know. I just, like, don't feel like butter goes bad. But I use a lot of butter, so, like, it's not out for that long. I don't know. I don't know how it works. The caption to this picture is ketchup, question mark, question mark, question mark. (laughs) 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 Which, like, you definitely refrigerate ketchup, right? You don't have to. So, Mm. in some cultures and and some people they just put butter i mean uh put it in the pantry put ketchup in the pantry and that was a thing in um in this like i was listening to a podcast about uh, a startup and they were talking about diversity and diversity of ideas and backgrounds and all these things and how like some people will have different types of solutions to different problems and how there's value to that in business and how, you know, um, if you have a bunch of people that were trained to do all the same things the same ways, then you may not, you may end up in kind of a rut, but they were like, they use the ketchup as like a litmus test. Like, where do you keep your ketchup? Just ask that in no context. And they tell you, and then you kind of have an idea of like, if you're getting multiple sides of, of, uh, upbringings and backgrounds and oh stuff. my gosh yeah. definitely put ketchup in the fridge but like that's so weird yeah because when you get packs of ketchup it's just out yeah it's not in the fridge but so then weird i've never thought about it yeah i don't know i'm looking at the comments everyone is just talking about ketchup and butter wow okay hope that made sense <laughs> hope that made sense <laughs>